Hello and welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Right now, let's go to Pastor Perry Kalavik as he shares this week's message. I want to welcome you again to Harvest Church at Home, and so glad to have, a, have you with us today, and thank you for tuning in. And uh, I want to just share this morning a message called, A Future with Hope, A Future with Hope. And Jeremiah the prophet wrote this, he said, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Aren't you glad that our hope is not in the stock market? Our hope isn't in the evening news, but our hope is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's our Lord and Savior, and He's going to be the one that leads us through to a better day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you so much. Thank you, Lord God, that you're at work in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for this first Sunday of a brand new year. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we are going to honor you with our lives Lord, we want to put you first in everything that we say and everything that we do. Help us to become more like you. And I just pray it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray right now that you'll use this message, Lord. I know that your word is already blessed. I pray, Lord God, as we share it this morning, that there'll be an unction and an anointing that comes from you. Because lives need to be touched today, Lord God. So touch your people today in a special way. And I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, in all my years of ministry, I've never begun a service, you know, the first uh, w- with Jeremiah 29, 11, the verse that we just ro- read. I've never opened up a, a year with this verse. But, you know, it seems to be just the obvious choice uh, and could be used for any year. But 2020, the year that we just finished, was not any year by any definition. 2020 was one of the most challenging years that we've ever faced in our lives. And it's like we've been living in some kind of captivity, if you will. Captivity to the coronavirus, captivity to fear, captivity to masks, captivity to regulations and rules and requirements, all of those things. It's like we've been in captivity. But thankfully, in the midst of our captivity, the Lord gives us a message of hope. And here's the message. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Say with me right now, God has given me a future and a hope. Thank you, Lord God. Now, it's important to know the context of this message because it was given while the children of Israel, God's people, were in captivity. It's called Babylonian captivity, and they were in captivity... Not, not for one year, but they were in captivity for 70 years. Now, we've been in captivity for about one year with this coronavirus and the pandemic. They were in captivity for 70 years. But I want you to know this, interesting. God's people were, not, uh, were put into captivity by God himself because of their sins and their rebellions. They'd get caught up with, you know, worshiping idols instead of worshiping God. And then they'd listen to false prophets who were called diviners. And they would, uh, and a diviner is a person that gives divinations or it's like witchcraft. And they, they make predictions and prophecies that were not of God at all. And so for this, Israel would spend 70 years in captivity, long enough for a generation to die and for all of the false prophets to be destroyed at that time. But here's what the Lord said 
through the prophet Jeremiah at the end of 70 years. Now listen to this right now, and I hope that you'll just check in and just stay with me here in the message this morning. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and I will fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. And this place was to Jerusalem. In other words, I'm going to bring you back from Babylon captivity to Jerusalem and your freedom. I want to just say, first of all, aren't you glad that God comes to us in the middle of our despair? Aren't you glad that God comes to us with a good promise? And he says, you know what? I'm not going to leave you where you're at, but I'm going to bring you back to where I want you to be. Thank you, Lord God. God doesn't want you living in Babylon. God wants you to be living in Jerusalem, a city of promise. And then the Lord says this, the next verse, For I know the plans that I have towards you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Thank you for the hope and the future that we have in God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the year that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'll tell you, when I was watching the uh, ball drop out there in New York City on Friday night, was it Friday night? Yeah, New Year's, no, what, what, what night was it? Thursday night, yeah, Thursday night. I was watching the ball come down, and you know, I used to, I, a little known secret about myself, I usually go to bed right after it drops out in New York, and that makes it 9 o'clock out here in California, right? Okay, pastor checks out at about 9 o'clock. But this year, I stayed up all the way till midnight because I go like, man, I just want that thing to come all the way to California. I want to get into a new year, 2021, and I was going to put 2020 in the you know, rear view mirror. Even though we learned so much along the way in 2020, I'm telling you what, there was a, you know, tiredness and just saying it's been long enough and we want to get to a brand new year. And I never felt so hopeful about a brand new year as the one that we're getting ready to go on right now. I don't know how this year is going to unfold, but I'll tell you what, I have great hope in the Lord that he's got a future and a hope for each one of us. Praise God. Now watch this. After this verse that we always use, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, then he says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You'll come and pray to me and, 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 and I will listen to you. Aren't you glad that we serve a God that listens to us? Idols have eyes, but they cannot see. Idols have ears, but they cannot hear. Idols have mouths, but they cannot speak. Idols have feet, but they cannot walk. Idols have hands, but they cannot reach down to where you're at. But we serve a living God, and he's an almighty God. And I'll tell you what, he meets us right where we're at. Where we're at. And, and the Lord said, I'm going to listen to you when you pray. And then he says this, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Let me tell you, everyone, God doesn't want a half-baked approach to him. God doesn't want us just to be, you know, just serving him casually. He says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart, not just some of your heart, but all of your heart. God doesn't want just a piece of us, a part of us. God wants all of us. He wants all of us. He doesn't want to share you with anybody. He doesn't want to share you with the world. He doesn't want to share you with the devil. God wants all of your heart. And he said, if you'll seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. And then he says this, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I'll bring you back from your captivity. I'm going to gather you from the nations and the places that I've banished you. 
declares the Lord, and I'm going to bring you back to the place, and that place was Jerusalem, from which I carried you into exile. So in other words, the Lord is saying to his people, I'm going to bring you back from Babylon to Jerusalem, home where you belong. There's no place like home. And I'll tell you what, the people of God, after 70 years of, of being captive in Babylon and being in exile in Babylon they were tired and they wanted to go home God says this I'm not going to leave you here in Babylon I'm going to bring you home to Jerusalem right where you belong hallelujah now I want you to notice something that the more you seek the Lord the more he will be found by you and the more that you uh, will be brought back from captivity in other words the more you seek the Lord the more he'll be found by you and the more he will bring you out of captivity. When we seek God, I'm telling you what, when you pray, when you seek God, God has a way of just bringing you right out from under that captivity. Praise God. I'm telling you what, if you feel today that you're in any kind of captivity, go out today and seek the Lord. Take a walk around your block. Take a walk in your neighborhood. Get alone with God and say, God, I just need you in my life. I need your presence in my life. I need you in my life, Lord God. And I'll tell you what, if you've been bound or held back, God will release you from that captivity as you seek him. Praise God. This should be a message to all of us as we begin a brand new year, as we begin 2021 to turn from sin and to make seeking the Lord the priority in our lives. I don't know if you've noticed along with me, but even watching TV on Thursday night, New Year's Eve, I'm telling you what, we're living in a godless, godless kind of society right now. And I'm talking about sin is running rampant right now. It's running rampant. And I'll tell you what, it's easy to get taken in by all of that stuff. God doesn't want us to be living in Babylon or going back to Egypt with all of the chains. He's saying this, I want you to come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and to turn from your sin and your wicked ways. Turn from your sin. So the Lord, the word of God makes it clear that seeking the Lord is the complete key to coming out of captivity and coming into healing and healing in our lives and healing in our land. You know, we use 2 Chronicles 7.14 a lot uh, we quote that a lot, and I love the verse, right? Remember this, all right? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then God says, I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and I'll bring healing to their land. I love that verse so much, but we rarely read the verse that precedes it, all right? We always quote uh, verse 14 when there's a verse 13 that goes before it. So, 2 Chronicles 7.14 is the second half of a message from God to his people. The first is verse 13, and 13 and 14 go together. You follow me here? We always quote verse 14, but there's a verse 13 before it that precedes it, and they go together as the same message. And this is how it goes, all right? God says this, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land and send a plague among my people. Now, that's how it was back in the Old Testament. Not only did you have the goodness of God, but you also had the government of God and even the judgment of God right there in real time. And he says this, this is God speaking, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. I mean, honestly, all of those things are even happening today. He says, if, if all of this begins to happen in your life, uh, he says this, how do you get rid of that? He says, if my people then 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I'm going to hear from heaven and forgive their sin, and I'll bring healing to their land. I'm talking about when the world is in an upheaval. Some of that's caused by wickedness and just by our own wicked ways. In the Old Testament, that certainly was the case. And he says, but if you want to get, that, uh, get away from that, we need to pray and be people of prayer. Let me encourage you at the beginning of this year, make every day a prayer day, everyone. Make a, every day a word day to get somewhere in the word, to see the word with your eyes every single day. But I'm talking about sometimes we have prayer, you know, seven days of prayer, 21 days of prayer. That's, I love that. I mean, pray for the next 21 days, but when you get for the next 21 days, make sure you keep on praying after that as well. Make every day a prayer day. And by the way, I don't believe this pandemic is the result of the wrath of God. You know, I don't know that it is because we no longer live under the curse of the law. So, but rather, we live under the grace of God and the, and, and, and the finished work of Christ on the cross. Did you hear me? In other words, we're not living under the law anymore, but we're living under the grace of God and the finished work of Christ on the cross. In fact, the Bible says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. He took the curse that we should have had for us. So, but this pandemic could well be one of the signs of the end times that we hear about in Luke. Luke chapter 21, verse 11, it says this, There will be great earthquakes, and there will be famines and plagues in many lands, and there will be terrifying things with miraculous signs. And so you can see in this one, there will be earthquakes, there will be famines and plagues in many lands. Now that's happening in the last days, and that's happening right now. It's happening right where we're at. So this could be a sign of the end times. I'll tell you what, we're closer to the end right now than we've ever been. I'm talking about the soon and second coming return of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But here's one thing I do know. It's always God's goal to lead his people to repentance and to give them a future and a hope. God wants you to have a future uh, and a hope. So let's make 2021 a year when we humble ourselves as never before and pray as never before and seek the Lord as never before and turn from our wicked ways as never before. And if we'll do what God has asked us to do, God will do what he has promised to do. He will hear our prayers from heaven. He will forgive our sins and he'll bring healing to our land. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All that to say, everyone, that God doesn't want us to live in captivity. Now, the children of Israel were part of God's, you know, that's God's people, the Jewish people. They were in captivity three major times in the course of the Old Testament, three major captivities. First of all, you had the Egyptian captivities. Remember, Moses leading the people out of Egypt. So there was Egyptian captivity that went on for 400 years. But then there was also Assyrian captivity that went on for an indefinite amount of time. In fact, this was a captivity that we don't have a good report at the end of it. It's not like God brought his people out of that. It, it, we know about this captivity that God removed the people from his sight. So then, the, then we have the Babylonian captivity, which lasted for about 70 years, all right? So follow me right now. Egyptian captivity, Assyrian captivity, and then Babylonian captivity that lasted 70 years. But here's what I want you to see and why you have a future with hope. It's that God's pattern throughout history is to deliver his people from captivity. To deliver people from captivity. 
Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life to the full. So the devil wants to hold you captive. But Jesus said, I want you out of captivity. And I want to give you a life that's filled with abundance. Hallelujah. So God's pattern throughout history is to deliver his people from what? From captivity. Now, I just wrote these down. I didn't find them in a you know, some list or anything. I made my own list just by thinking about the Word of God and my own reading of the Word of God. And, and this is so true. If you think about how many people in the Word of God that God has delivered from captivity, oh my goodness. And I tried to put these in order, you know, kind of in a um, chronological order as best I could. But think about this, everyone. Watch this because it'll encourage you. God delivered Noah from the flood and kept him safe in an ark for a full year, all right? Noah and all of his companions, all right? So remember that? Noah got delivered from the flood. Joseph, remember Joseph in the dream coat, you know, Joseph in the coat of many colors? He delivered Joseph from a pit, and then he promoted him. He delivered Moses from Egyptian bondage and helped him cross the Red Sea with the children of Israel. And then God delivered the children of Israel from Egypt and brought them to the promised land. Hallelujah. God delivered David from Goliath, the Philistines, and King Saul. He did all of that. God delivered Queen Esther from the Jewish people and from annihilation. God delivered the children of Israel again from 70 years of exile in Babylon and brought them back to Jerusalem. We talked about that already. God delivered Elijah from, the de from a death warrant issued by Jezebel. Remember that story, right? God delivered Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha, from a famine and from starvation. God delivered Daniel from a lion's den. God delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from a fiery furnace. God delivered Peter from being disqualified after he denied Christ three times. God delivered Paul from being a murderer and made him a minister. God delivered Jesus from death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. And watch this. God delivered you when you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and he made you alive in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. God has delivered us. God is delivering us. God will deliver us from captivity. And if you're thankful that God has delivered you from captivity and death, I want you to just shout aloud, Hallelujah! 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 And you can shout, Amen! Amen! By the way, Hallelujah! We shout Hallelujah in church a lot of times. What does Hallelujah mean? Well, Hallelujah has two parts. Hallelujah, or Hallel, if you will, means praise. And that Yah, J-A-H, that means Yahweh. So it means praise Yahweh. So Yah, Yahweh is the Hebrew name for God. So hallelujah means praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise. Yah means Yahweh. Praise the name of God. Are you getting this? So when the devil says no way, you say Yahweh. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. <laughs> When the devil says, no way, you say, Yahweh. Amen. I'm going to remember that every time the devil comes knocking on the door and says, no way, I'm going to say, Yahweh. I'm praising the name of God, and we say that by saying, hallelujah. What I'm trying to say is God will deliver you from the mess you might be 
might be holding you captive today. He'll deliver you from that. Somebody says God will turn your mess into a message and turn your test into a testimony, but that's the kind of God that we serve. And God will move you from your captivity to a future with hope. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what God does. When we are caught up in the miry clay of life, when we're going down for the count, it's like when we're in the deep waters of life and we think like there's no way out. God reaches down and he just grabs a hold of us. Praise God. Now, I spoke out of Jeremiah this morning, Jeremiah 29, 11, but I also want to just touch for just a second on Psalm 18, just a favorite psalm, all right? This is a psalm of David after God delivered him from King Saul who intended to kill David. Remember, the, the, uh, uh, David was uh, the appointed king, but king, king Saul wanted to kill him. But he wrote this after he'd been, you know, sought out by Saul and Saul tried to kill him. And I'll tell you what, if you've ever felt down for the count and if you ever felt like, man, I just don't know what's going to come out with my life right now, go to Psalm 18 and read it and it'll encourage you greatly. Watch this right now. Let's read it together, all right, because we're getting ready to land the plane this morning. But here's what, here's what I want you to see. He said, I love you, Lord, my strength. How many of you love the Lord? I know that you do. Just say it right now. Lord, I love you, my Lord, my strength. And then he made some proclamations about the Lord. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, he's my God, is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He's my stronghold. And then he says this, watch verse 3. I called to the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I have been saved from my enemies. Hallelujah. In the King James, it reads like this. It reads like, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. And then he said this, the cords of death surrounded me. They entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. Now, just stop there at verse 4. The cords of death entangled me, and the torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. Man, when you tune into the news or see what's going on right now, you know, uh, crossing over into 2021, you know, the coronavirus kind of followed us into this new year, right? We're still in the middle of this pandemic. It's still playing out, but right now we're combating it with vaccines that are on the scene and all of that. But we know what it is to have this fear and it says, the cords of death entangled me and the torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. And then look at verse 5. It says, the cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. But in my distress, I called to the Lord. Look at verse 6. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him, even into his ears. Hallelujah. Remember that? We, we serve a God who not only sees us but he hears our prayers my prayers came into his ears and in my distress i called to the lord i cried to god for help and he heard me he heard my voice aren't you glad this morning everybody god hears your voice and not only does god hear your voice but he responds watch this right now look at verse 16 move all the way from 6 to 16 he reached down from on high and he took hold of me and he drew me out of many waters. Hallelujah. He took hold of me. He reached down from on high and he took hold of me. Remember when your earthly father would pick you up when you were a little tot? You know what I'm saying? You could always run to dad, right? And, 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 or run to mom. But your, your, your parents would pick you up. And he reached down from on high and he 
he took hold of me and he drew me out of many waters. Just think right now of an air-sea rescue where a helicopter comes down and throws down a lifeline. There's a picture of a helicopter right now and there's a lifeline from someone that was in peril in the sea and they were going, they were down for the count, but all of a sudden a helicopter came and then they were rescued. God said, he says, I'm going to send you down a lifeline. I'm going to reach down and I'm going to rescue you. Look at verse 17. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. Hey, everyone, you might not be up for the battle, but I'll tell you what, God is up for the battle on your behalf. Your enemies that were too strong for you, God's going to come on the scene. He's going to rescue you. Thank you, Lord God. Look at verse 18. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. Praise God. In the day of my disaster, I'll tell you what, the Lord was my support. Praise God. And you can say that over and over in your life. When I just thought we were in the middle of disaster, God became my support. Praise God. Watch this now. He brought me out into a spacious, safe place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Let's look at that again. Look at verse 19. He brought me out into a spacious or a safe place, and he rescued me and, 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 and because he delighted in me. Now, here's the picture that I want you to see. The helicopter then would take the person who was in peril in the sea, and they'd bring him over to the land and put him down into the land into a broad place, into a safe place where they could stand and not drown. Thank you, Lord God. Sometimes the helicopter would bring someone to the ship and put them in a safe place, a broad place where they could stand up again. They're not drowning anymore. They're on safe ground. Hallelujah. And that's what God will do for you. Hallelujah. We used to sing a song when I was a little kid in church. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. He put a song in my heart today, a song of praise, hallelujah. I'll tell you what, you'll shout hallelujah once you've been saved from disaster. Once you've been saved and you had God put down that lifeline to you and dry you out of many waters and bring you over to a safe place, man, you'll shout hallelujah. Here's what I want you to see this morning. If the Lord delivered the children of Israel and gave them a future and a hope, if the Lord delivered all of the Bible heroes that I just shared about, and gave them a future and hope, then the Lord's going to deliver you and your family and your household and give you a future and a hope as well. So today, everyone, take great hope in the Lord. In this new year that we've got coming before us, 2021, God is going to be with us. Hallelujah. And we're going to follow Him. We're going to follow Him closely. We're going to seek Him. We're going to seek him with all of our hearts, and if we'll seek him with all of our hearts, he'll be found by us. We're going to pray, and if my people pray, God says, I'm going to hear from heaven, and I'll forgive their sin, and I'll bring healing to their land, and it'll bring healing to your life. Thank you, Lord God. But let's just end where we began this morning. Watch this. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster. They're plans to give you a future and to give you a hope. Hallelujah. Hey, everyone, we're not living in a hopeless situation right now. We've got hope in the Lord. Trust in Him. He's going to see you through. He's going to throw a lifeline down, and He's going to put you in a safe place in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you so much. Thank you so much, Lord God, for your word that inspires us, your word that encourages us. Lord, your word that gives us hope. 
Thank you, Lord God, and we just bless your holy name. Lord, I just pray for every person this morning as we begin this brand new year, God, that we'll put you first like we've never put you first before. God, I just pray right now that we'll seek your face like we've never sought your face before. God, I pray that we'll cast every care that we have on you, Lord. I thank you that you're walking with us right now. God, I thank you right now that you are in the middle of seeing us through to a better day. And we're going to walk forward with you, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I put my trust in you today. I seek you today. And Lord, I thank you that you've given me a future and that you give me a hope. Now, I want you to just speak it over your life and over your family right now as well. Just say right now, Lord God, I speak a future and hope over my life. Lord God, I speak a future and a hope over my family. Lord God, I speak a future and hope over my future in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said aloud, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, everyone. I want to thank you again for tuning in on this first Sunday of a brand new year. I love it. And next Sunday, here's what I'm going to talk about next Sunday. I'm going to be talking about having a can-do attitude. Having a can-do attitude. I'll tell you what, it's in the Bible. Let's talk about it. Having a can-do attitude. Somebody said your attitude will determine your altitude. But I'll tell you what, you just watch out what takes place when you have a can-do attitude. We'll talk about it next week. Now I want to just leave you with a blessing right now, and here's the blessing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. And I pray that it's going to be overflowing by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Harvest Church at Home. And I pray that 2021 is going to be an extra blessed year for you and your family. God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.